G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 with Neil Johnson on Vision. On Thursdays, we like to check in with Family Voice Australia. Greg Bondar is State Director for New South Wales and the ACT. Hey, Greg, welcome back to 2020. Oh, good morning, Neil. Delighted to be here. <clears throat> Greg, let's start some discussion about schools because there is a move that is called Teaching Not Preaching, making our schools more secular, and there's a new attack on Christian schools. What's your impression of what's growing? Well, Neil, I'm absolutely appalled by this. Um, I'm uh, looking at a website here uh, from the Teachers Federation where they have actually released a report by stealth, I I should add, uh, that really says they want to have a campaign of teaching, not preaching, making our public schools secular. What they're trying to do, Neil, is they want us to get rid of SRE, Scripture in Schools, School Chaplaincy, get rid of that as well, and replace it with some form of other programs that are non-religious in their intent. So what we've got here, Neil, is a real dangerous situation. The public schools are being attacked for having a religious component within their education. Now, Neil, I'm a former school teacher. I started my career off as a teacher. I've got a master's in education. You know, I've got plenty of other degrees in education as well. I know what it's like to be teaching, but this is wrong when the Teachers' Federation is now impacting on our schools. They're trying to change and groom kids not to be religious. Neil, this is going to be a real issue, not just for public schools, but I suspect all Christian schools as well in the, in the time ahead. Well, you and I talk about secularising issues time to time, uh, Greg, and and I've just released my book called Public Christians in a Secular Age and some hints in there as to how to protect yourself from this secularising. But when it comes to schools, you're even saying that Christian schools are going to be put to the test. It is significant what's going on. Oh, absolutely. You see, Neil... As a strategist, and as I said, you know I worked for, you know, one of the prime ministers early was John Howard, as you know. Uh, I was very much involved in strategy. And one of the things you do if you want to change public perception, if you want to change public, you know, uh, sentiment, you start with education because that's where the kids are going to be brainwashed. This is where they're going to be going out to the public arena and saying, oh, you know, religion is no good for you. So the Teachers' Federation is doing a strategic step here to make sure that, uh, that, that they've even got a report now that's been funded by a study grant. And, uh, Neil, this is really saying to us what, what the campaign they're focusing on is to have make religious religion in schools a negative um, you know, impact. And, and in other words, irrespective of gender, they want the language to delegitimize Christian education, scripture, chaplaincy or whatever. Neil, this is a real threat 
and it's going to be something that we as Christians are going to have to make a stand on because we can't let the Teachers' Federation in New South Wales, and it'll go to the other states as well, get this campaign off the ground because it will have dire impact for all mums and dads who've got children, grandchildren at schools today. There's a big contrast developing, Greg. Uh, the thought that, as we can recognise, Christian foundations, Christian values that have been a foundation for our nation that's given us the freedom and the prosperity and the wealth that we have, to deliver schools of those Christian values has to be a challenge for us. And uh, it's even to the point where those opponents of our Christianity in schools are framing the way we talk about our Christianity as a threat, a threat to the schools. And uh, it starts with SRE. It starts with watering down chaplaincy. There's, there's some big things that need to be defended. Absolutely, Neil. And you know what? This is what it really upsets me, not only as a Christian, but as a mum, as a granddad now. But, Neil, how come it's okay to have LGBTIQA woke ideology taught to our kids, tell them that, you know, gender is fluid and all that rubbish, and yet we take away our Judeo-Christian foundations and the Teachers' Federation are saying, no, we want to make schools secular. Well, if you want to make them secular, then let's not have all of this ideology that you know, that's being sprouted around and changing the minds of young children growing up and uh, really trying to influence them to be something that they're not. Neil. So, look, we've got to make a stand here. And it's going to be one of those things, what we ought to anticipate, is when there is non-conformity to the woke agenda, Greg, then mm. the threats that loom over Christian schools uh, may well come into, you know, whatever tax status mm. they have before the government uh, and all sorts of provision that comes and funding and uh, all of those things that are, you know, are certainly the rights of every child to an education in Australia, but those sorts of things start to get used as a threat. Oh, absolutely. This is what's happening, Neil. And, you know, I'm, I'm surprised that, you know, this has been done by stealth. Uh, it's going to be introduced. It'll go out to all the schools and the report is peppered with references to extremism and, and suggesting, Neil, that religion should not be allowed in schools. Now, you know, this is not on. And I'm certainly going to make this a campaign as far as I'm concerned here in New South Wales because it will have impact for the other uh, states as well in the years and months ahead. Uh, well, as you might have heard in my introduction, mm. we're going to be continuing a conversation about Christian schools with Christian Schools Australia just after we've finished our update today, Greg. Yeah. And some of those things will come to the fore because a lot of parents are Wonderful. voting with their feet. They don't want woke education yeah. and Christian schooling is growing in Australia at a fabulous rate. We're going to be continuing yeah. the conversation about that. Hey, there's some other big things that are attacks on family, again, attacks on children. Uh, over 19,000 have signed a petition urging Mattel, the toy-making company, to discontinue trans Barbie doll. What have you been monitoring along with that? Well, now this came across my desk. You know, as you know, I'm a granddad. I've got a lovely two-year-old Daisy. She's wonderful. I don't know, you know, I never thought I'd be like this, Neil, but I am. I love my granddaughter. <laughs> and the next yeah. minute, Neil, I get this thing. You know, Matilla now having a trans Barbie doll. What, I mean, Neil, what they're doing is, you know, they are now issuing dolls that are transgender in look. They're cross-dressed and what have you. 
you know, our children nearly are being groomed by a toy manufacturer. You know, parents need to deal with the confusion these kids are going to experience, whether it's at school or at shopping. When they look at the dolls up there on the shelves of various outlets, Neil, this is a real danger because uh, what they're doing here is, you know, I think they're creating a doll that's glorifying uh, LGBTIQA, trans, and ignoring biological sex. This is a real issue for us because... You know, I don't want my granddaughter picking up a doll and she says, watch this. So, Neil, we've got to make a step. I'm asking all mum and dads to, you know, write to Mattel, tell them we don't want this Barbie rubbish imposed on our children because, quite frankly, you know, dolls should be made for playtime, not for ideology, Neil. A challenging thought, isn't it, that when toy companies become involved in sexualising children, uh, now, this the the word being groomed, uh, toy companies yeah. grooming children, uh, that has all sorts of uh, connotations to it, and uh, and you know might not want to extend right to the thought that they'd be promoting levels of pedophilia. But when you are mm. when you are sexualizing children in this way, it's hard to see where the black and white doesn't become grey in that area, Greg. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Neil, it is a form of grooming, you know. Dolls should be enhancing learning during play instead of brainwashing our children at preschool. You know, dolls are meant to be, you know, something to enjoy, not to indoctrinate and and sort of, by indoctrination, try and get these kids to become something they're not. They are being groomed, you know. Let's not you know, let's not kid ourselves now. We're going to have to make sure that, you know, we, we oppose this because this is another form. As I said in our education discussion, it starts with the children and we've got to put a stop to it because this is really just not acceptable to have these transgender, uh, you know, uh, promotion campaign by these toy manufacturers. Okay, protecting kids. Is that petition, I mentioned 19,000 signatures on a petition, is that a family voice petition or is there another one that's running that's covering that issue? No, it's, a, it's actually uh, another uh, um, campaign, a petition. Uh, I'll be looking at having one since I make further inquiries as to when the doll here will be released or if it's actually on the shelves now before we start the petition, Neil, but absolutely, you know, we're not going to let uh, toy manufacturers get away with this, you know. God created children to, to to be playing with male or female type dolls, not with transgender ideology dolls, you know. All right, so listeners might like to check in on the Family Voice website later today to see if there is a link to that petition. Hey, church attendance, uh, it appears oh. that it has recovered. Let's end on a good story here. Uh, the COVID slump, of course, uh, sent things downwards, but now there's an upward trajectory according to some research from the National Church Life Survey. What have you been monitoring yeah, along here? Yeah, now this is interesting results. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to sort of... Uh, put my chin out here a bit, and I think I'm a bit sceptical about this survey, but, but I, you know, I'm not going to question the National Church Life Survey. I think it's wonderful if it's actually statistically correct. But, you know, I suspect that, uh, you know, the attendance has increased, and what they're saying is that uh, the survey conducted in November 21, Neil, it showed that there was an attendance from 18% in 2016 up to 22% in 2019. Uh, now, that means that, you know, that, that's just pre-COVID. Now, at the COVID period in 2020, 
attendance actually dropped by 16%. And then we go back to 21, we found that one in five Australians, around about 21%, reported attending religious services frequently. Now, Neil, I suspect now, I could be wrong, but as you know, there are no atheists in a foxhole. Maybe people started to attend church because they were worried about, you know, the impact of COVID, death, uh, you know, mortality or whatever. So that could be a reason why they have attended. But I suspect that, you know, churches are still at risk from non-attendance as we speak today. Uh, well, had a number of conversations of recent times where guests have really encouraged uh, people to get back to church. Uh, and it's not just because you want to make the club look mm-hmm. good. Uh, it's a matter of uh, this is a stake in the ground in your community and the church is God's idea. It's not man's idea. Hey, uh, there's still, yeah. you know, more than half or around about half of Australians yeah. never attend a religious service at all. And so there's a uh, you know, big opportunity there for reaching out. What about younger Australians? Yeah. Uh, did that uh, did that survey show anything about younger Australians and their church attendance? Well, it actually did, Neil. It uh, it showed that the younger uh, generation, you know, were likely or more frequent attenders at church services. Now, this is interesting because um, around thirty two percent of uh, young Australians were attending church, being from eighteen to thirty four years. I, I guess that's young, but it also is interesting, Neil, that the 65-plus age group have a similar proportion attending. So you've got the young ones and the elderly attending church services, but what worries me, Neil, and you alluded to this earlier, that around half of Australians, 49%, reported that they never attend religious services. Now, that's a real issue because, as you know, you know most churches are now sort of uh, hybrid. You know, they've got the, the Zoom, the webinar-type uh, uh, service along with in-person attendance I think we're still going to have a trouble getting people back to church but this is encouraging survey Neil and something that I'm pleased with but let's hope it's true and not just people wanting to go to church because they're worried about their you know afterlife or whatever the case may be and uh, well I'm encouraging people to go to church and think about their afterlife because you know you will be judged once you you know leave this particular earthly existence so Neil uh, interesting survey, very challenging, so I'm hoping for more details to come out on this. Uh, more details, a little drilling deeper because, you know, there is church face-to-face on a Sunday uh, yeah. and then there's the hybrid church services that were really taking off in a huge way during the COVID time mm. and a lot of churches haven't stopped the hybrid church service. Uh, a lot of churches are beaming their church into the living rooms of people who can't make church and I'm wondering whether the statistics include that number in the sort of uh, church attendance or those who connected with church services. So uh, we'd be very yeah. interested to see, but we'd be very excited by the fact that, yes, church attendance is on the rise in Australia. Mm. Hey, uh, yeah, what sort of events point, yep, yeah. yep. What yeah. sort of events have you got coming up, Greg, uh, yeah, for look, Family Neil, Voice? Very quickly, look, look, I've been invited to go to a, a, a preview screening of a, of a film called Written in Chalk, the echo of Arthur Stace. Now, he is the person here in Sydney, you might remember, who used to write the word eternity on the footpath. Yeah. Um, it's a, you know, and I remember as a kid seeing that word written on the footpath, eternity. So it's a screening on Monday, 22nd of August uh, at the Eternity Playhouse in, uh, in Sydney. But Neil, this is a wonderful testimony 
to a man that was, you know, out there and wrote the word eternity on the footpaths and walls and what have you. Neil, I'm looking forward to it, and I think it's going to be a wonderful film. If people want to Google, uh, just go to a thing called www.tvgroup.com.au. I'm sure they might be able to get a ticket if you're in Sydney. Well, Arthur Stace is one of our national historic heroes yep. in Australia, and, uh, and for listeners, you might remember... Uh, when the turn of the millennium happened, 1999 mm. to the year 2000, uh, it was the word eternity that was emblazoned across the Sydney Harbour Bridge for all the world Correct. to see. So uh, writing humbly, the word eternity on footpaths eventually was seen by the world. And Arthur Stace, mm. an amazing story. Hey, um, uh, so that uh, that screening coming up the 22nd of August, Eternity Playhouse Theatre, the old Burton Street Baptist Tabernacle, uh, details at tvgroup.com.au and no doubt there'll be some links too on the Family Voice website, familyvoice.org.au. Greg Bondar is Family Voice Australia State Director for New South Wales and the ACT. Hey, Greg, thanks so much for a great update today on 2020. Thank you for the opportunity, Neil, and God bless. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.